Hi guys, and welcome to the next episode of Across the Seven Seas. It's Otelia, Megan, Ellie, and Zoe. And today we're talking meaning we're going to talk about toilets. And um, we had this idea of talking about toilets because we were talking, like, just as friends about sharing, sharing stories about some things that have happened in toilets. And we thought, actually, it could be a lot more. PG-13, though. PG-13, nothing, nothing more. But then we thought it actually could be even political when we started opening up the conversation. And just before we start, I want to define a couple of toilets that we're going to be talking about. The first being the one that we're going to refer the most to, which is a flush toilet, and that sucks the fecal matter down the toilet with water. <laughs> and um, another one is a vacuum toilet, which is mostly used in Western trains, and it sucks the oh, fecal like matter. And on planes as well. It, there's no water and it just sucks the fecal matter. I hate saying that, but fecal matter down. And then there's a compost compost toilet, which we use in Finland in our cottages. And it's just you just put some compostable stuff on top of your poop. Fecal matter. Your fecal matter. And, um, and then lastly, a toilet that we're going to be talking about is a squat toilet. And um, that's a toilet where you squat and you have a good old hole in the ground. Okay, so to get us started, I have a delightful story about my first encounter with delightful. a squat. Delightful. Delightful story about my first encounter with a squatty potty, as I like to call them. Only you. Only me and my parents, which shout out to them, were the ones who had this idea to talk about toilets on our podcast. Um, So yeah, basically my parents lived in Morocco. I went to visit them fresh out of my American high school and we went to a local baby shower. I was like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. One of the hosts of the party took me to said bathroom, opens the door, and I see a hole on the floor. I'm like... 17 really confused and have no that, idea what to do expecting like you being so young but it was literally <laughs> you were 17. Hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> i mean uh, have any americans heard about squat toilets before leaving i had no like i don't know i guess i knew they existed i don't even know if i knew they existed i was just very confused as to what i was supposed to do what was happening and she was waiting outside the toilet for me <laughs> and so i had to enter the Pressure. area, close the door, stand around awkwardly for a couple of seconds, and just kind of be like, well, is that enough time for people to go to the toilet? <laughs> so and you didn't go? No, I didn't go. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> I was I was so confused. Because was there like also the bucket with water? Yeah, there was a bucket, mm-hmm. which I don't know what you're supposed to do with the bucket either. That's to wash, like, to instead of toilet, like, paper. Oh interesting but i have to also share a similar quick story that and also in france at gas stations they also have squat toilets and um, yeah. i think that's i have never gone to a one because i'm frankly scared well. i'm yeah. scared of actually i don't like i don't know what i'm supposed to do and um, oh, you're also, also supposed to pay for them because they're public i toilets. have now gone to squatty potties and it is acceptable the only it's a lot easier <laughs> if you're wearing skirts thanks for your proof <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome well also you get a you get like a glutes workout <laughs> while you're going to the toilet. You get those squats in there. At the same yeah. time, it's multitasking 101. It really is. It really is. That's yeah. how you should consider it. I mean, and so I have had two experiences with, I'm going to call it a squatty potty because I really like that term, Zoe. Um, ah. Specifically on trains. 
One on a train in India and one on a train in Vietnam. Both were night trains. Um, and so the problem with going squatting over a hole on a train that doesn't move very um, smoothly is that the train is shaking from side to side. You were trying to have those, you know, like glutes of steel and remain centred <laughs> over the hole, but everything's just going everywhere. You're not the only person who's had this problem, so the floor is disgusting, especially because it's an overnight train, so it hasn't been cleaned since it left eight hours ago. Um, and I was, like, living in mortal fear that the train was just going to, like, stop suddenly, which it kept doing, and I was going to fall into the hole. Um, and to start our debate on uh, toilets, we're going to start by discussing public toilets. And I want to ask you guys if you think people should pay for public toilets. Absolutely not. Never, ever. Nope. Which in America you don't have to, as opposed to Europe and France. True. I so um, surprisingly, because I think as a European, I wouldn't um, expect the US to be a place where you have public toilets for free, mm. just because it's not really a... There's America's not really a mentality. Not There's not a mentality of welfare state in the same way that yeah. there would be in Europe. But surprisingly, in most places in Europe, you actually have pay toilets, which is very. Um, it's yeah. strange. It's, it's unexpected. Like, Free healthcare, but you still have to pay fifty cents to use the toilet. And True. even the squat squat toilets in France, you have to pay twenty cents for those if you want to use them at the gas stations. And also, it's just the thing of availability. Like sometimes you're walking around in Europe and you can't even find a toilet that you have to pay for. And That's you have true. to just, like, go into a cafe and be screamed at by a French person. I really came into this thinking that, like, access to public toilets is a right that everyone should have, and thus it should be free. But weirdly enough, this random Italian man on the Lonely Planet thread completely disagreed. <laughs> so this was a topic on the Lonely Planet thread where an American um, tourist was asking a question and starting a debate on... Uh, how he was annoyed that in Europe when he was traveling, a lot of toilets you had to pay for. Yeah. And so then this, and he said, for me, it is a human right to access the, t the toilet. Yeah. And uh, uh, to the same extent that like drinking water is a human right. And I don't think that you should pay for it. And so this Italian man responds to him and says that, for instance, the public toilet is a service and someone has to clean it. And who is paying that person? It's not just you put the mechanism up and then nothing happens and then he was also saying in terms of do we really consider it's a human right in the sense of for instance feeding yourself is a human right but you pay for food like you need That's to true. eat being able to sustain yourself human and rights feed yourself free. yeah so How's, the notion that it would be right? the notion that it would be a public um service does not entail that it should be free i think we would want it to but actually there's no compelling reason for it to be so that's actually really interesting. I never thought of from that perspective because we do pay for houses and for food, but then... But yeah. people who don't have access to food are granted food or are given food... That is true, though. ...by the government or by other associations that give it to them. That's so true. So if you're not... If there's no public toilets, where are these people going to get their toilet access from? That's and true. Sometimes, um, especially in the UK, I think... So they, most toilets in the UK are free, but increasingly places like train stations are charging you to use them. And I think that part of that is to keep homeless people out of their toilets, mm -hmm. which is an issue of itself. Mm -hmm. Because homeless people should be able to... They deserve like access to these facilities to let them have that basic human right. Mm -hmm. And actually, according to the LA Times, like in LA, in Skid Row, um, some new toilets were opened up in 2017 because before that, 
there'd only be nine public toilets available for as many as like 1,800 homeless oh people God. camped on Skid Row. And they were worried that that was contributing to a hepatitis A outbreak. Yeah. So like there's real consequences if you can't use the toilet. Like people could die. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It, it's Especially like, for women. Yeah. Well, that's also the other issue, though, is that you could say that it's something minor and it's kind of ridiculous topic or whatever. But there are uh, huge um, health issues mm. that are directly related to toilets and to keeping them clean, to keeping them accessible to a lot of people. Um, and in that sense, you could say it's a public service that should be funded, for instance, through taxpayer money, which then is just put out through public toilets that are free and accessible to everyone instead of being people who have to pay when they personally need it. Because then you're also saying that this is going to impact people who need it more than those who don't. So exactly. I was reading this article about um, from The Independent saying that, for instance, taxi, taxi drivers uh, have a real need for public toilets because they're not in a building all day. Oh, yeah. They're in their car. And so then they're going from one place to the next. And if they need to stop, they can't necessarily stop in a shop or in a restaurant, have a meal to then use the toilet. Or pregnant women who need to go to the toilet more often, um, disabled people or older people... Um, and so if you're saying that they have to pay for the toilet each time they need it, well, it's more and it's money that they're paying for a natural need, which other people are not because they just naturally don't need to go as much. And some older people have a real kind of worry about whether there's going to be somewhere for them to use the toilet. Mm-hmm. Like if you if that's if you need the toilet a lot or mm-hmm. if you're pregnant, it can kind of really affect if you're able to have a good time in a public place. If you are thinking in the back of your head, but what if I need the toilet and I can't yeah. find anywhere? And also, just jump on that hygiene topic. Also in Finland, the public toilets always have um, a little trash can for needles, like drug needles, because that's a real problem in Finland, you know. Homeless people using drugs, and then they just dispose them on the sheets. That's also when been they... instituted in Starbucks's. Is it really? Yeah. That's interesting. Because it's not just a problem in Finland, it's a problem It's the world. It's a problem worldwide, but they're tra- this is the how yeah. they're trying to Proper combat it. Proper disposal is very important. Not yes. just for needles, but also for womanly things, which sometimes men don't think about. Exactly. Um, actually, if we go back to my squatty potty on a train story, one of those times I was on my period, which didn't con- help the situation at all, because not only are we being flung around by this train and everything's just going everywhere, there's also blood going on. And there's no bin to put like yeah. s- sanitary products in. Which is just ridiculous. Man, that's just not also just trains. It's like other places as well. Um, Yeah, so I went on uh, a weekend trip to Tours. Love just randomly saying French towns on this podcast. um, With my boyfriend and friends of ours. And so we were about eight or nine. So we rented this kind of big Airbnb and stuff. And this might, some might consider this to be a minor thing. But I find it um, questionable when a man who is renting out an Airbnb, I'm not going to call him out by name, but yeah, uh, who's renting out an Airbnb, which is available for eight or nine people, is not prepared for the possibility that some or all of these eight or nine people are going to be women, potentially on their periods, and they don't have a bin in the toilets. And there were three toilets in the Airbnb. None of them had had um, bins, which means I consistently had to, as Atelia says, you go to the toilet, then you have to put it in the kitchen, not extremely uh, clean. And just, yeah, I think it's something that people... People, men don't realise um, is of concern to literally all women. And, well, according to the conversation, 20% of women in the world will be menstruating at any one time. So that's like, excuse me if my maths are wrong, but like probably, a can of children and stuff, a bit under 10% of the world population. 
at any one time are going to be on their period. And yet this isn't something that is considered, like, you just got my math. I, I, I was just doing the math. That's great math. That is the number. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I thought she was wrong, but she's like, okay, great. <laughs> but so, like, if something like 10% of the world's population are on their period at any one time, why aren't there always bins? Mm-hmm. Or trash cans for American listeners in Thank the toilet. You. Yeah, and because expanding on that issue. Men just don't think about it. Yeah, it's, it's not, not something. It's not something that they would need, and so um, it's not it's, malicious. It's not like I don't want the women to be able to dispose, dispose of their pads and tampons. I don't want to see them. But it's thinking men I'm deciding for women once again. And expanding on that with the issue of bins, you could also ask why there are no free um, tampons or pads in toilets. So either yes. in restaurants or in public toilets, going back to the issue of public toilets. Uh, for instance, I know my uh, campus uh, back home in Strasbourg, we have an association called Period, uh, which was created two years ago. And they basically uh, got funds to distribute, first of all, um, sanitary products to migrant women who were oh, staying uh, in our town, uh, arriving there and seeking asylum in France. And then also... Um, uh, putting sanitary products at free for disposal in all the toilets on campus, which I think is really good because it's a question of if you've forgotten or if you're not ready for it or something, you always have that option. Actually, our uni did the same thing, and but in our case, it's that Scotland decided that they will give every single, like, every uni and every school, and I think all, like, educational so, yeah, facilities Scotland, have... So, um, said that free sanitary products have to be available all schools, colleges, universities, mm-hmm. libraries and leisure centres... Yeah. And England, too, the government provides free sanitary products in all secondary schools. That's good. That's cool. And we're talking about it as a matter of, like, convenience if we've forgotten, like, sanitary products. Yeah. But actually, for some people, it's more a matter of not being able to pay. Yeah. So yeah. then it becomes your... Well, it goes back to the public toilet discussion. Yeah. You're having to pay yeah. for a basic sanitary product. That what's is, a basic necessity and what's a right yeah. as related to this public service? And in 2017, um, Plan International found that 15% of women and girls in the UK struggled to afford sanitary products. Mm -hmm. And that's in one of the richest countries in the world. So period poverty, like, is such an important issue. So to the point of women and toilets, um, I could really rant for a very long time about this, but why is the queue for the women's toilets always so much longer than the men's? I, it drives me nuts. I mean, I think it drives every single yeah. woman on the planet Do you have nuts. the answer? I actually do have a list of reasons. What okay. teasing, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one thing is periods, like we talked about before, means that women have to spend longer on the toilet. An obvious yeah. one is that women can't just, like, go to the urinals. We have to kind of undo items of clothing and it all takes longer. Also, health conditions in that women, something to do with the distance between bladders and, I don't know, but women are more likely to have urinary infections. Um, women are usually the ones who take children to the toilet, which uh-huh. takes a long time. I want to talk about that afterwards. Yeah, um, probably, to be honest, because it's more acceptable. Like, would you take, like, a five-year-old girl into a men's toilet where there's men at, like, urinals, for instance? Well, that's another issue. And, well, also... Especially somewhere like a festival, it's more acceptable for men just to, like, wee outside. Like, if you're drunk on the yeah. street. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing it's, or in the woods. Or well, I wouldn't just say it's easier. more acceptable. It's easier for them. I think it is more acceptable. If, if everyone's drunk and you're at a festival, you're more likely to see guys in the bushes. Yeah, just 100% not caring. just out in the open. And I'm all up for a wild wee. 
Um, especially if I'm hiking. Would you like to define what a wild we is? A wild we is going for a we in nature. Would you like to define what we is? We is P. But yeah, I do agree that wild we's, um, you know, I'm also up for a wild we. But But if you're on your period or you have a small child with you or you're in a public space, like on the edge of a festival, women are way less likely to do that. So then you have to go to the toilet. Uh, For instance, Paris in 2018 uh, tried to... Uh, launched these new kind of modern urinals and they mm. put some in a few arrondissements. Yeah, and they tried to put them in public spaces, but it's specifically for men. And so some of them were vandalized by feminist activists and they uh, filled them up with cement and then with tampons and sanitary towels and put tags all over them, That's saying so that this is fundamentally um, discriminatory towards women because you are putting more facilities out there in the public space and making them specifically for men and not creating the counterpart for women. And uh, the policy was designed to stop men just peeing randomly, having too many wild wees, as Ellie would say. Um, but a lot of feminist activists were saying that you can't create um, you can't create facilities in the public space that are only designed for one sex and not the other. Well, especially when men's toilets, men are already better served for toilets than women. If you build 50 men's toilets and 50 women's toilets, the line for the women's is going to be way, way longer than yeah. the line for the men's. Yeah. Um, especially, it is, always makes me laugh that, for example, I go to, like, I really love ballet, and I'll, like, go see a ballet. The audience will be 70% women. Mm-hmm. But they've built the same amount of men's toilets as women's toilets. So the women's queue is obviously really long, and there's no queue for the men's at all. But then um, also, the but that, that also, like, usually if that happens, and I know there's usually, like, oh, like, there's no men in the men's toilet, I will go to the men's toilet, no questions asked. <laughs> so the, I think the question is, like, is building 50% women's toilets, 50% men's toilets, fair and for me it isn't because there's women and women and men are starting from different starting points about how long it takes them to use the toilet mm-hmm. so in hong kong they've introduced regulations that say there must be 1.6 female toilets built for every one male toilet yeah. um which seems to me a much more which makes a approach. lot of sense if you put your focus on providing uh the same amount of facilities for the same amount of uh people who need it does that make sense? Yeah, for the same amount of time that people are spending, so that the so that the lines for the men's and the women's are equal. Yeah, yeah. Um, another solution is to make toilets um, gender neutral, mm-hmm. and then everyone has to stand in a queue for the same amount of time. It will also lessen the queues, obviously, because everyone's like you know distributed. Well, it will lessen the, the queues for women, but increase the queues for men. But it would like you know distribute but overall them the queue time yeah, yeah, would go yeah. down. Yeah. But so basically, the introducing gender-neutral bathrooms, it's not just about efficiency, which it really is a matter of efficiency. It mm. would make things equal, because isn't that what feminism is about, guys? It is. <laughs> but it's also just a matter of civil rights, because we're talking about it in wait times, and like we don't want to wait in line. But also, what about the people who don't feel comfortable going to a male bathroom or a female bathroom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And waiting in line isn't as big a problem. Yeah, but waiting all day long because they're like, oh, I can't go to any of these bathrooms, so I just won't go because I'm scared to go into either one, which yeah. is a legit problem. Um, and so like Otilio was saying, there are a lot of universities and institutions in the U.S. that have started introducing these and thinking about like solutions on what to do. Which, because it's such a big like issue right now in the U.S., people are fighting against it. Is it becoming a law? Is it not becoming a law? 
So one of the solutions that I found really interesting was how students at Oberlin College in Ohio, they came up with something that they call the E-System. And it's basically just a sign on the door with an E. And it can be either E for everyone, or you rotate it to look like a W, so only women can use the bathroom. Or you rotate it to look like an M, so only men can use it. Or you rotate it around, so it's like a three for me, myself, and I, basically, if you need a private time in that bathroom. And it's gone really well. And I think it's a good way to easily change the structure of a bathroom because you don't have to implement a lot of resources. And it's providing either a safe space for people who need the bathrooms to be a safe space, but also it's providing the opportunity for people who don't have the option in a binary bathroom. Also, gender-neutral toilets would solve another issue, which is having baby changing tables in women's toilets and not men's toilets. Mm -hmm. And talking about that again, uh, maybe I'm banging on too much about this, but this relates again to how you define both genders in the public space. It means that you're creating spaces where women are associated to being mothers or maybe sisters of younger children or aunts or whatever who have to take kids into changing rooms, whereas you're defining men as individuals who are not going to be taking on that role of parenting. In Finland, they've been introducing also the baby changing facilities to the men's section, men's section yeah. the men's <laughs> part of the bathroom because you know single fathers do exist and sometimes and gay fathers and gay fathers and even yeah. like if a dad is with their daughter yeah why is it always the mom who has to mm-hmm. take the baby in yeah and like i know that my dad has been going like to the women's changing facilities with my um my sister good on you um and also from the 1st of January this year, New, New York made it a legal requirement for new toilets or renovated toilets rude, that yeah. public bathrooms need to have changing tables for men and women as well. Good job, well New York done, and New York. Finland. And Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Tina just want to shout out to her dad and herself. <laughs> no, job it's Finland. I'm just, I, I, I do want to. Finland is quite good with these things. Well, so I think that nicely wraps up our episode. And we're going to end up with a fun fact of the week, which I think is quite on topic. Which that is that um, in September, a solid gold toilet worth £4.8 million was stolen from Blenheim Palace in England. According to the BBC, five people have been arrested so far, but the toilet has not been recovered. Such a um, the insurers this is what are the offering £100,000, which is $130,000, for <laughs> toilet safe return. If anyone knows where it I'm is... I'm just saying, we should find it. <laughs> well, I'm imagining, like, search warrants on the street, <laughs> like, just the picture of the toilet. <laughs> like, have you seen well, him? And the toilet. I couldn't find oh, Mark's explanation for this. It was an art installation, right? Oh, yeah. The solid gold toilet. And it was entitled America. Uh-huh. Now that's something for you, that's uh, audience, to potter about and think. digest. Di- See digest where it goes. Over the- <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.